Hello and welcome to a very special edition of our podcast. This is one of two um, that Halloween themed. <laughs> this is what I did the fucking intro. <laughs> right, okay, do you want me to do it? Hello and welcome to the first of our Halloween specials. My name is Bex. I am a big movie grouch and here with me, let's see if he can manage to speak now. It's everybody's favourite fanboy. It's Blake. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I tried to do the intro, it went badly wrong. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm going to keep that on there as yeah, well. I'm not I'm going to keep that on there. I'm not surprised. We hope point. we hope you're having a good a good weekend. It's the best time of the year. Could sing a song about that, but I think it's about Christmas, so maybe not. Anyway, we hope you're doing something nice. We hope you're spending Halloween weekend however you so wish. What are uh, we doing? Well, we're going to see The Exorcist. Yeah, at the cinema. At the cinema, Very which exciting. is quite excited yeah. about. I've bought a new book of ghost stories, which Ooh, I'm quite excited speaky. about. I'm super excited to get my teeth into some radio dramas that will no doubt be on over the weekend, mm. so I can listen to them when I'm working next cool. week. And we might swing by my parents' place. For some fireworks or something. And some socialising mm. the puppy. Mm. Obviously not with fireworks. We'll leave no, before go, the fireworks yeah. Yeah. go off. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so that's... That's kind of it. So, awesome. um, yeah, our Halloween specials. Basically, we've watched four horror films. Yep. This is our old Halloween movie special. That we've not seen. Do you want to do it? No. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, we watched two old Halloween movies, horror movies that we haven't seen before. Oh, we're going to have a chat about them now. Yeah. It's not going to follow the usual format. This is going to be a lot more loosey goosey and informal. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Hopefully, it gives you something to listen to mm. if you are a bit low on the Halloween side of things. Mm. So, what films did we watch? You chose one, I chose one. Yeah. So, we'll chose, we'll talk about the one we watched first, which you picked. Okay. Which was 1989's The Woman in Black. Yeah, so I picked this because for a long time, the Daniel Radcliffe movie has been a favourite of mine. And I am well aware in certain circles that that is actually a bit of a no-no because a lot of people think it's quite a crap film. And I'm not saying it's the pinnacle of horror films. I do have some issues with it. As much as I love Harry Potter, he can be a little bit wooden. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, yeah. yeah, so when I heard about the original being a lot better, like a, just generally a better standard of of film, I thought we'd give it a go. Mm, so cool. what did you think of it? Let's start with you first. Um, so I think it did some things really well. Good lack of use of sound that felt quite made the film feel quite isolating. Okay. So it added to the sort of the being stuck in the house feel. And it was the only noise that was on screen was of what Arthur was doing. Right, okay. So when he was using the, the sort of the recording device and you hear him and open the tubs and yeah things okay it does feel very isolating we should point out actually maybe we ought to do this before we start is that so this it was made in 1989 
and it's a British TV movie. TV, so it was made for TV. Yeah. And interestingly enough, it premiered on Christmas Eve in 1989 and was an unexpected success. The author who wrote the book, Susan Hill, she was not keen on some of the changes that were made with the screenplay. So it then didn't, it was really hard to find for a while but apparently signed off on all the changes that were made to the Daniel Radcliffe one. Mm. I was quite happy with that. So I I find that a bit odd. But anyway, I'm there sure that go. will crop up. Yeah, We got it on, I bought it on Blu-ray. Uh, my first Blu-ray purchase. Wee! Yeah, it's quite exciting. Although, um, if you follow our social media, you will see that I bought it and then text you saying, do we have a Blu-ray player? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. Turns out we do. So that's good. It started better than it finished for me. Like, I quite like how involved we were in Arthur Kidd's life and getting a good dynamic of his family work life. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel too slow. Like I, I quite liked the pace of that part mm-hmm. of the movie. There's bits of this film that I really like, like the lack of sound in some scenes were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like really felt quite atmospheric, especially when he was up at the um, Ilmarsh house. Mm-hmm. Sort of lack of stuff going on in the background of deadly silence apart from what he was doing. I thought it was really, really worked. Some of the editing was awful, yeah. like the cutting of scenes. Because when obviously it's a TV film that had an incredibly low budget, so when we first meet the ghost, it's clearly a lady in costume, and you can't the way they edit to her being on screen and off screen is very obvious. Right. Do you know what I mean? And this is this is just a dating budget issue, isn't it? Or above anything yeah, else? Yeah, I would um, guess so. I generally thought the performances were quite good. There was two scenes that made me feel a bit on edge and a bit goosebumpy but i would i don't i didn't find this film scary like a lot of the characters a lot of the bit players i didn't really like i didn't like his boss i didn't like no. his colleagues i didn't like the people in the village and i felt that the film was really missing the element of the woman in black was effectively a kid killer like i think that is really missed in this film mm-hmm. i liked where Ilmarsh house was in this film like right on the water i felt that was yeah. A great touch. It was slightly different in the newer one. Obviously, it's a bit further inland. The sound bits on the Gauzeway, I thought it was really good. Like, I really liked that. It felt quite quite visceral. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that is actually, you know, if you're in that mist and you hear those sounds, and mm-hmm. it would be quite scary. And I think it sounded really quite authentic. Okay. Yeah. I was underwhelmed with performances. Right, okay. When you look at somebody that is struggling and mentally unbalanced a little bit which Mm. we're supposed to believe that Arthur Kidd is Mm. and you take the film that we watched after and you look because the interesting thing is is that so we did we watched The Woman in Black and then we watched The Haunting the 1963 version and the interesting thing is purely by accident obviously both both films have characters that are their mental state is is in decline of some some description and i think when you look at arthur kidd and you look at nell those two performances are completely different yeah but like i said we'll, we'll talk about it in when we talk about the haunting but i did have problems with nell's performance okay daniel radcliffe doesn't quite nail that whole no he don't no he that doesn't. whole disturbed mental state no, for me he's a bit too stable and i think it's adrian rawlings doesn't quite get it either get it either mm. he sort of went from like being okay to oh no what's happening then to being okay again mm. to having a, a meltdown so it, it's interesting to see because like like i say a lot of people hated the daniel radcliffe version 
Now, for a long time, it's been my go-to horror film, ghost story horror film. I kind of thought I would watch this movie, the the eighty the eighties version, mm. and I'd love it, and I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. it's. I would say it spoiled the woman in black for me a little bit, but I don't have the same love as I did for it before. Okay. I think, I think in the remake, I think the positioning of Eelmarsh House is much better because mm-hmm. it's interesting what you say about you preferring the location in the eighties. But in in the right, when he went outside, there was nothing there. Yeah, I know that's scary. No, it's not. Yeah, there's nothing there. So what are you scared about then? The nothingness, the emptiness, the vastness of it. But she's not there. You can't see her. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you cool. know what I mean? No. Whereas, but... like, he he was actually, if you look at the location in the remake, he is fairly close to the water. He just sort of walks up a little stone path and then he's at the, the front of the house. I don't know, we'll have to watch it again. Um, but the fact that there's, like, there's, like, the little graveyard and there's trees and there's deadness around like there's you know sort hey of like listen i'm not i'm not saying no i'm not no 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 no. you're I being know. very combative on this am i yes oh i'm sorry like not in a bad way but you're just like i i don't i don't think you could go outside see nothing where you're in a more enclosed space and that'd be more scary because it would be like what's behind the tree what's behind yeah the that's that is also oh, scary but when me? you have the vastness of the water right on your doorstep and then the haunting of you know the, you know the carriage, the carriage and going stuff in the mud. It's right there you've got nowhere to go you've got no escape apart from back in the house yeah. i just look like, they're both scary sayings it doesn't it's not it's not about right or wrong it's just it's just my yeah. takeaway yeah oh yeah 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 you know? i'm not i'm i'm trying to like this has been really weird because i really genuinely thought i'd love i'd love the original and i'm like oh Okay, I don't understand then why everybody mm. hates yeah, the Daniel Radcliffe I wouldn't, one. I wouldn't watch this again. No, I'm so glad I brought it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled for you. I think there's less sense of threat in this one as well. And it felt like a TV movie as well. Yeah, but then that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Because there are there's like sense. there's um there's an adaptation of Rebecca with Amelia Fox and Charles Dance and Dame Diana Rigg. Which is fantastic. And that was, again, made for ITV. And mm. I've got that on DVD, I think. But that's okay. a really good adaptation. So mm. it's not always a bad thing. No, it's not always. I mean, that remake, there are a lot of obvious sort of jump scares. And it's... Yeah. It's it's, it's more but, chilling. Yeah. she You know, she's, she's sort of in the background yeah. and looking. And she's... Yeah. yeah it, she just seems to be a bit more of a real threat, yeah. I think. Yeah. And they, in that they, remake. They really you know they really acknowledge what she does as a as a ghost yeah. and that she steals and kills children yeah which you know? which the the 80s version just it seemed to like it's, it's almost as if like that was too much for tv at the time yeah Do you possibly. Know what I mean? whereas now we've moved on it's like this is a horror film about kids that get killed by a ghost Do you know what yeah. I mean? the only scene that makes you feel like that is when they're at the graveyard and the kids rush up to the wall and the 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 lawyer, uh, the, yeah, the, the guy freaks the guy out. Freaks out. Says, go, like, go, 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 yeah. go away. You know, that's the yeah. only time that's really touched upon in this film. Yeah, and I think as well, like you know, the the interior of Eelmarsh House and in, in the the one that we watch, uh, the the TV version. Mm. You know, they had like electric light 
and yeah well i remember saying is this set at a different era because I, I, I don't like it it looked quite cozy in there yeah, yeah. it's like yeah i'd have a sleep in there by the fire yeah like if you put all the lights on like if you heard a weird noise but you put all the lights on and you had a, a drink mm. and the dog was there yeah, and the yeah. fire was on it cozy. wouldn't be quite yeah. so bad yeah Whereas in the remake, it is... It's all candlelit and yeah. it's way more gothic. Yes. And I think it is a gothic tale. Yeah, massively. And the gothicness was missing from this original version. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Now, that could be just because they didn't have the budget that a movie would have. Possibly it could be a difference in, you know, how stuff was dealt with in there, how stuff was produced and made yeah. and dressed in the 80s I, I i don't know but i yeah i felt I'm a little bit disappointed especially yeah, the daniel radcliffe ending is very different from the book mm-hmm. the they kind of went with the original ending of the book in the tv version but they didn't go all the way yeah and it is pretty horrific i'm gonna say what happens this is a massive spoiler so if you haven't read the book and you want to skip forward a bit he goes back to london marries his fiance and they have a baby boy and he thinks he's in the clear and then he's out one day in the park and the the wife and the baby have a horse ride down the promenade in the park and the woman in black steps out from behind a tree cart smashes against a tree and both her and the baby are dead which is pretty horrific like i remember sort of reading the end of it and thinking whoa Mm. that's dark i can see why you wouldn't necessarily put that in a film because i think it's quite a it's quite a heavy subject and could be quite upsetting for a lot of people but i don't understand why you wouldn't do that if you're gonna go for a boat i guess it's a bit of a softer death isn't it yeah death by drowning isn't yeah isn't the same yeah no and it's like they still added the tree and it drowned them all you know that yeah. should tie into the book ending i don't know yeah overall i think that the sense of threat and the creepiness and the sense of unease just wasn't there for me i would agree 100 percent. it's never a good sign when you're looking to see when a film's finishing no where we did so, we do that yeah i did oh, a couple okay. of times so yeah i mean it was fine like i'm glad i've seen it yeah it's it yeah, it good for comparison i just was expecting with 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 the amount of hate that goes on put on the daniel radcliffe version i was i was expecting to see something better than i did the daniel radcliffe version i think the only people the only reason people don't like it is because it's daniel radcliffe i think overall it's a really good film it's a really good gothic ghost film i think you'd get some horror aficionados that yeah, would be but like they're fucking sneaky pricks anyway Oh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was expecting to see something better. Yeah. Oh, well. And I think I'd, I'd like to go back and watch it. I mean, forget this, the the woman in black too was bloody awful. I don't remember it. Yeah, it was that bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Anyway, so moving on, what moving did you on. pick? I chose 1963's The Haunting. Yeah, Neither of us had seen did. it. No, didn't know anything about <laughs> it. A lot of people be might be familiar with the story because Netflix adapted this into a miniseries. It's um, based on the novel by Shirley Jackson, yeah. which some people say is like one of the greatest ghost stories ever written. Written, yeah. So it became The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix. So yeah, it is all based on a book. It's worth saying as well that there's a 1999 version. Yes, which is... I was just going to say that. Sorry. Yeah, there is a 1999 version, which apparently is terrible mm-hmm. and really worth staying away from. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with the story, it's obviously a ghost 
story effectively a haunted house yeah and i thought it was really good yeah i loved it this was the best of the two that we yeah. watched that we chose of, of older yeah horror films um this was the best by some way as yeah. well in considering it's an older film in black and white well there's nothing obviously i'm saying that like like oh it's black and white i don't mean it now it's just like the different like how you can make a film on a low budget or this as long as you've got the right people doing the right thing a film could be fucking brilliant yeah one of the things that i've really been enjoying recently is just being reminded of kind of older films and mm. i have like a list of films that i want to get through and they're all quite old which is oh fuck that carry on so what did you like about this film i like what was uh, you what did you what were you in like yeah that's great what were you into i really liked the music yeah the music was quite Hitchcockian mm-hmm. in elements, mm. but I just thought the way that it was shot oh. was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, there's one scene that I just like in the middle of the film. I just went, "Oh, that's clever." What? So was there that? was a, there was a scene. It was an outside shot looking up at the sky, mm-hmm. and you could see like the outline. I think I mean it's very brief actually. I probably should have looked at it again before talking about this because it's like so. There's like a silhouette looking up and it's like it's cut through the forest right but the silhouette becomes the house yes as it ch- and i just thought it's fucking stunning yeah i was just like that's genius because it's something really simple but it's so effective yeah i i love that so i loved that shot loved it loved it loved it that but that's one of the things i think that's really clever with this and it it's a really simple technique and when it's used well it's yeah, outstanding it's so and it's the fact that you're you're either looking you're looking up at the house so there's it, it it's almost like you're stood at the bottom of a mountain looking up at it yeah it's that kind of perspective in which case you know when you've stood at the bottom of like a really tall tour yeah. or a hill or whatever you're kind of like oh god i gotta go all the way up there yeah it really makes it, you feel defeated before you've even started really imposing and then there were shots where we were looking down at Theo, Nell, Luke yep. and Dr. Markway and yep. it was just like, it's almost like this unseen presence is looking down on them, making them inferior, mm. which they kind of are. They're there in the house. The house is very much in control of what's happening. Yeah. I just thought Eleanor's fragile state, I know you had issues with it, but I just thought she was fantastic and that's how you do somebody that is really mentally unravelling. Yeah. It's like so. It's not necessarily issues with it. There's just there was bits of her like I just found her too combative with people that sort of were on her side. She plays unhinged very well. Yeah, she was brilliant. She was definitely like you know the one affected by the house. You mm-hmm. can see that, and it was nailed. But there was certain scenes where I was just like, you're so angry at everything all of the time. It felt a little bit muddled in some of those scenes for me. I was just a little bit like that was unneeded in a okay. way. But it wasn't like the performance overall was brilliant. Just too combative in some of the bits, mm. some of the some of the scenes, and sort of too amped up for me with her dialogue. Nothing wrong with it as a film. I still thought it was a brilliant movie. Yeah, I really liked. So there's a scene where they're falling down the stairs, mm. and what I like about old films is how they shoot them. Like it's so clever. Like the really close cut away, close cut away, close cut away, and it does because obviously like it's performed by people that were doing stunts and not mm. the actors, and I think. The music added to that really adds, makes it feel like really tense. 
Mm. Like I thought it was really good. Yeah, the relationship between Theo and Nell was really interesting as well. Mm. Because there was always, I think, like, Hartway or Dr. Hartway almost liked to protect um, Nell. Yeah. And I think there was an affection from him towards her. Mm. Obviously, she doesn't know that he has a wife and she turns up. And there's that moment where they're chatting over breakfast and Nell is alone with him. She starts calling him John. And then Theo comes in and Theo dresses in black she's got dark hair she seems a lot more predatory than Nell Nell's kind of in sort of lighter colours lighter hair so it's almost like there's a real difference between the two characters like one's bad and one's good and obviously there is some kind of sapphic connection between Nell and Theo that is is mentioned it's implied but Mm. it's not actually nothing happens but there are there are hints of that which I thought again adds to that whole what the hell is going on here i did like the symmetry between the haunting of hill house and yeah the shots and the the house yeah they definitely the stuff that the haunting of hill house it almost took directly from this film yeah so like the spiral staircase the the dancing scene where she's going between rooms uh, like yeah like it's yeah the statues yeah yeah that that was like a nice Mm. touch i can see why they made it a series as well because they get to delve deeper into the despair of the family if the film's already good why make another film which a lot of people do yeah it worked it, i feel it worked well as a tv adaption um so, adaption. so i've listened to the horror movie podcast on barry dodd's patreon yeah which is really it's worth signing up just for that because it's it's really great the guy that he gets on there so he's called darren williams and he knows his shit Mm. about horror films he made a comment about hill house and the haunting and i found it quite interesting he said that a lot of what is in the background of the haunting is brought to the foreground yeah in the haunting of hill house yeah yeah yeah. and it is almost like the haunting stuff becomes secondary to the dramatic interplay between the family members so it's almost like a soap opera or like a like a drama with horror elements mm. rather than a horror story. I did enjoy Hill House. I do enjoy Hill House, the series. I think it's terrifying. And I think the particularly that funeral scene, I was like, I need I need a break of a week. Yeah, after it's this. pretty it's crazy. Too much. But yeah, I can see I see what he means. I think there is there is a subtlety to the haunting that is lost in Hill House. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that's a fair, fair cop. Yeah, I mean it's not my point, but I'm gonna assimilate it. Steal it, it yeah. Stealing it there. So yeah. So what was your favourite out of the two? Easily the haunting. Mm. Like yeah, definitely. Well, it's just a, it was just a great film. Mm. Like horror or not, it was you know like I I'd say the hardest films to make are horror and comedy. Yeah. Because I think to scare, a, especially for the cinema, to scare a crowd or to make a crowd of people laugh, you mm. have to be you know, very skilled at filmmaking. And I think for a film that was made in the 60s, knowing that, like, there's been a fucking ton of old horror films that have just become really hammy over the years. Yeah. This tonally is genuinely really good. It has moments that are genuinely still quite chilling. Yeah. As well. Yeah, so this, I would will happily forget that we watched The Woman in Black. 
yeah you know from my memory um yeah. and yeah the haunting 1963 if you've not if you like horror if you like old cinema definitely go and check it out yeah just some things that i want to touch on so obviously russ tamlin played luke sanderson mm-hmm. it was really great to see him in a serious role because i've only known him in he was in tom thumb the musical production mm. he's like a trained ballet dancer and he was in seven brides for seven brothers, brothers. Played gideon yep. which was really cool claire bloom mm-hmm. who played theodora theodora Theo. theodora yeah. Theo. she played theo now i have a little bit of a celeb story about claire bloom i don't know whether you were with us on this day but i went to the lost gardens for heligan with my parents and claire bloom was there looking around no i wasn't there no i don't think you were and then i also said that i think that lois maxwell who played grace markway was in vertigo and i'm just checking that now midge knows barbara bell geddes okay she was a bond she was but yeah she's in bond she i think she was money penny wasn't yeah. she that's where I'm thinking of her from. So, I think that's it. We'll see you tomorrow for part two. Part two of um, the Ariasters double bill. Mm, awesome. Cool. Thanks, well, guys. Take care, freaks and geeks. Enjoy your Halloween day one. We'll see you later. doing another one. Oh god i saw the other day somebody's in, in talks to do something a new hammer film and i can't remember okay oh, fascinating that's a really great that's getting cut <laughs>